Hello, and welcome to the ATPE podcast, brought to you by the Association of Texas Professional Educators and covering the hottest topics on Texas educators' minds today. Hello, and welcome to the ATPE podcast. My name is David George, and I serve as the editor for ATPE News Magazine. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the last step in the T-test cycle, the summative appraisal. We're joined today by Selena Liao, a staff attorney in the ATPE Member Legal Services Department for the past five years. For a little background, Selena serves as an on-call attorney, taking calls daily from members and answering email inquiries through our Member Legal Services intake system. And we're really happy to have you return to the podcast, Selena. Hi, David. Thanks for having me back. So let's start with the different processes by which teachers can be evaluated. So the state mandates that teachers receive a performance appraisal once per year. There are some exceptions to this for qualifying teachers. Um, T-TESS is the state recommended performance appraisal system for teachers. And the T-TESS acronym stands for Texas Teacher Evaluation and Support System. Uh, The state does also uh, allow districts to design and implement their own appraisal systems. But for today's purposes, we're going to focus on the T-TEST appraisal process. The uh, teachers who are evaluated under a local appraisal system, they're subject to that unique system. And those teachers can find specific information from their administration and district about that. Before we discuss the summative appraisal, can you give us a general overview of the T-test cycle leading up to the summative? Sure. Um, By now, teachers have likely received at least uh, their one required 45-minute formal T-test observation. Some may have undergone two observations, perhaps one in the fall and one in the spring, or maybe two in the spring, depending on their local appraisal calendar. Uh, Teachers have also likely undergone walkthroughs by their appraiser and received some written feedback from those. It's really important for teachers to familiarize themselves with the T-test cycle. Uh, A district should provide them with T-test training uh, when a teacher is new to the district for those who have never been appraised under T-test and any time that they make changes to the local policy. Teachers should also be aware of any changes or modifications to the T-test rubric prior to their observation. And uh, teachers can find their T-test policy at board policy DNA legal and DNA local. What feedback can a teacher expect from their appraiser in a summative appraisal document? So the summative appraisal can consist of a combination of prior formal observations from the school year, and it also contains domain four, which is professional practices and responsibilities. Other documentation like walkthrough reports, reprimands, memos regarding performance issues, those can all be considered in the summative appraisal as well. Um, If there's third-party information received by an appraiser that pertains to a teacher's performance, that they then want to consider in the teacher summative, the appraiser should provide documentation of that to the teacher within 10 working days of learning about that matter. So for example, if there is a parent complaint made and an appraiser wants to consider it in domain four of a teacher summative, then they need to provide documentation to the teacher of that complaint within 10 working days of becoming aware of it. I understand that the T-test appraisal cycle has numerous deadlines associated with it. 
But what are the deadlines specific to the summative appraisal? The first deadline related to the summative is the end of your conference. This is a required component of the appraisal cycle and it must be held no later than 15 working days before the last student instructional day. In this conference, a teacher and their appraiser will discuss data and evidence gathered throughout the year, student performance, potential goals and professional development plans for the next year, and finally, domain four will also be discussed. The other pertinent deadline is the receipt of the actual summative report. This must be shared with the teacher no more than 10 working days following the end of your conference, and it must be shared no later than 15 working days before the last day of student instruction. So often teachers will receive their summative report during or immediately following the end of your conference. Is there anything a teacher can do if they don't agree with their summative appraisal? Yes, there's several options here, David. Uh, teachers have the right to submit a written response to their summative appraisal within 10 working days. However, it's really important to understand that if a teacher receives a summative report that simply restates ratings or comments from a prior observation report or from some other written documentation that they didn't previously respond to when they originally received it, then they cannot respond to that in their summative appraisal. So if they have a disagreement with a walkthrough report, a formal observation report, a reprimand, or any other written documentation that they receive earlier in the year, they need to respond to it within 10 working days of the original receipt date. Um, of course, if there's new data reflected in domain four of the summative, a teacher does have the right to respond to that at the time the summative is received. Some appraisers will use data from a previous formal observation, then sort of tack on scores and comments for domain four. So there's no new data that can be responded to other than what is in domain four of the summative. A teacher also has the right to request a second appraisal within 10 working days of receiving a summative appraisal report if, like previously noted, the report contains new information, uh, if a teacher receives a formal observation report and wishes to request a second appraisal, then it should be requested within 10 working days of the receipt of the original report. Because again, waiting until you get your summative report can result in losing the right to request a second appraisal. Simply put, a teacher cannot request a new appraisal based on data from a previous formal observation that is being restated in their summative appraisal report. Finally, a teacher can file a grievance over an appraisal if they disagree, uh, <clears throat> if they disagree with it under their district's local grievance policy. Teachers should be aware that there are short timelines involved with filing a grievance, and they should definitely familiarize themselves with their local grievance policy and that policy can be found at board policy DGBA local. Of course, if teachers have a dispute with an appraisal at any point during the T-test cycle, they should contact their professional organization for legal advice. So where does a teacher's summative appraisal go once it's complete and how can it be used? So a teacher's summative remains within the district in a teacher's personnel file and it's considered a document evaluative of a teacher's performance. It can be used in determining whether a teacher's contract will be renewed and also a hiring district can request an applicant summative appraisal and response. 
Um, also, in order to earn a designation and qualify for the teacher incentive allotment, a teacher's appraisal and student growth data must be submitted for review. Aside from board policy, are there any other resources that teachers can consult for general information about TTES? Sure, the Texas Education Agency, TEA, has a page dedicated to TTES with helpful links to TTES law, as well as other resources like TTES rubrics. And we'll provide a link to that below. Um, as I said earlier, teachers can also find TTES law located at their board policy, uh, DNA Legal. And just to wrap things up, is there anything else that we need to know on this subject? Um, David, I would just reiterate that anytime a teacher has a dispute or other specific concerns with their appraisal, they should definitely contact their professional organization for advice as soon as possible so that they're making sure that they comply with the applicable response and complaint deadlines. Great. Well, Selena, thank you so much for eloquently explaining all of this information to us today. And as always, if you have any questions or feedback, you can send those to com at atpe.org. Uh, that's C-O-M-M -M at atpe.org. And we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast as well as leave us a review. Thanks again for being here. And we'll see you next time on the ATPE podcast. Thanks for listening to the ATPE podcast. For more information about becoming part of Texas's largest community of educators, please visit atpe.org. The information provided in this podcast is for general purposes only. Individual legal situations vary greatly and viewers needing individual legal advice should consult directly with an attorney. Eligible ATPE members may contact the ATPE Member Legal Services Department.